0: Please be advised all the instrumental background tracks you hear in this production are produced by the Kelson Communications production team and our original compositions. Please be advised that the following videos featured in this upcoming broadcast are as follows. First, Treasured Voices Speak, the founding of the National Association of Black Social Workers. Executive producers, Dr. Shirley Better and Ms. Diane Griggs Ross. Second, the National Association of Black Social Workers presents Black Social Work Pioneers. These video clips were shown with permission from the National Association of Black Social Workers. Thank you. We'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. Hello, travelers. We'd like to introduce you to Hopin' Bus Service, LLC, founded in 2018. Our goal is to provide people across the U.S. with world-class travel and tourism services. Our expertise allows us to offer our customers the best deals. We've built a reputation on tailoring our services to meet your needs. We specialize in motor coach buses and party buses. We offer clean vehicles and professional drivers for your next trip or occasion. Our passion is safe traveling. We're a contract carrier licensed to operate in all 48 states. We believe in providing a personal touch beyond just making your next charter bus or party bus reservation. You can book us today for your next amusement park, casino, or family reunion trip. We can handle all of your transportation needs like corporate events, weddings, or proms. We're committed to making travel easy for you. For a free quote today, call 833-774-6746. That's 833-774-6746. And remember, don't just stand there, hop in. to everyone tuning in welcome this is silas your e-journalism social work advocate you're listening to the kelson on the air social work podcast the program that promotes celebrates uplifts and highlights the social work profession this podcast aims to educate the general public to the vital contributions professional social workers make in every aspect of society every day Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Silas, your e-journalism social work advocate, host of the award-winning Kelson On The Air social work podcast. On February 28th, 2023, the Nassau Suffolk Association of Black Social Workers closed out Black History Month and segued into Social Work Month by having a Facebook Live discussion, Loving On Our Profession, how black social workers have been impacting black communities for over 100 years. During this Facebook Live presentation, we discuss some of the pioneers of the social work profession that sometimes never showed up in our history books. And so we'd like to bring to you the recorded presentation in its entirety. Please take a moment to look, listen, and learn, like, subscribe, and download. As the National Suffolk Association of Black Social Workers celebrated Black History Month On February 28th As we got ready to roll into Social Work Month 2023 And break barriers Thank you
1: Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Good evening, everyone, or good morning if you're watching this at another time, but we are saying good evening. It is February 28th, and we are live. We are the Nassau Suffolk Association of Black Social Workers. Some of us are rocking our chapter swag by our fellow social work sister Tamara Dockwell of Designs by T. So we are here representing. It is Black History Month, the close of Black History Month, and we are about to go into Social Work Month. And so we had an idea that in this third live conversation, we've come to you before in February of 2021 and February 2022 with a live conversation that dealt with something with love. Because Not only is February Black History Month, but because of Valentine's and Focus on Love and Heart Health Month, there's just a lot of love around in February. So we wanted to lift the idea of love this year with a little spin and lift the idea of loving on our profession. So that's what we're here to do tonight. We're here to look at history From a social work perspective, things that we have not been taught in social work education, many of us, or some things that we came into an understanding at some other point in our career, but it really represents how Black history occurs through the social work profession and how it continues to occur. So we're here tonight just to welcome everyone into the space. We know that there may be some students who will watch this broadcast and there may be some fellow colleagues in the field. So we just say, what's up? Welcome. We ask that you would just, you know, put whatever comments in the chat for those of you who may be viewing us live and um, not in the chat, in the comments. And we will do our best to monitor that and engage. But we're going to spend an hour or so. Hopefully, we're not going to run too much over. But an hour, really just taking a moment to love one the professions. So now, NASA Suffolk ABSW, y'all ready? We ready? It's all good?
2: We're all right. ready. We are ready, <laughs> ready. we're ready
1: and we are ready so again welcome ready. everyone so we're going to start i'm going to introduce um a little bit of nabsw history so we are the long island chapter of the national association of black social workers an organization that came into fruition in the late 60s in 1968 and so this year we celebrate 55 years as an organization and And the reality is the organization was born out of an experience of not feeling represented and welcomed and connected to the mainstream, larger social work organizations, the National Conference on Social Welfare. So listen, y'all, there's a moment in history that I know I didn't hear initially in like that first intro to social work class. But because I went to an HBCU and many of the faculty that were there were members of NA. BSW and knew a bit of the history. We were taught that history, but again, it was additional. It wasn't in any textbook. Let me say it that way. It came out of faculty members' um, uh, experiences and what they wanted to share, but it wasn't in any textbook. So I'm going to play a short clip There's about a 14-minute film um, or video on the history, but I'm going to play a short clip where Dr. Shirley Better, one of the founders of NABSW, is talking about the organization's origins, and then we're going to ask our chapter elder, Dolores Malloy, to give a brief reflection on that history and the relevance of the organization. So bear with me while I share what
3: I need to share. And we started meeting in each other's homes looking at issues and trying to come up, me with my baby in the basket under the table as we talked about strategizing to, to become a group of social workers that did something about it. So this was our concern when we went to the conference and began to look at the issues that are really meaningful in the black community and the Latino community as well. Heaven help the girl watch the streets alone.
1: The community was traumatized and trauma begets violence. Absolutely. And people don't understand that. But and they look at the community like what's wrong with you instead of what happened to you. Right. And you all decided to say this is what's going on in our community. This is what's happening to us. And it's not
3: intrinsic to you. And one of the major things that we said at that conference is that white racism is to be transferred and made responsible for white people to do something about it. It isn't the responsibility of black people to end white racism, which is a a health disease. So in 1968, When we met, those were the concerns that we had. They weren't major concerns. They weren't violent uh, in any kind of way. But the organization said no.
4: We determined
5: that we were just going to walk out, form our own organization. And that would give us the autonomy to proceed the way we wanted to.
3: We had already prepared some of our concerns. We want to have an opportunity to have input on the program. We want a person of our choosing to sit on the executive board. We want all committees and organizations within this uh, organization to begin to look at the problems that are in the black community and begin to address them in an uh, activist way. Fellas there said, well, what we'll do is we'll take over the stage. So they got to the conference the following day, oh, 25 minutes, half an hour, before everyone was supposed to come. Two were stationed at each door. We had cartoned off a section of uh, the seats for uh, blacks only. And when people started coming in, um, the fellows ushered uh, blacks into the middle row and whites into the others. And everyone started looking around with, them, oh, what in the world is going on? And George Silicon, who was the president of the New York chapter, was the spokesman. And he gave our demands. And once that was done, we walked out, 400 black social workers. And from there, we, we went to Glide Memorial Church which is right across the street and we continued our planning and organizing.
1: How many of y'all heard some of that history in social work education programs?
3: See all those head shaking no?
1: Never. Never. See all those head shaking no?
4: Never.
6: Okay. Never. No, Catholic? not in any social work program in our NABSW. Program.
1: We hear it in NABSW for sure. All right Sister Dolores come off mute and give us your reflection.
7: evening everybody what have i done here? oh good evening everybody good evening how is everybody doing uh i just want to add i had the um the honor of actually meeting uh, dr ledbetter about i think 20 years ago she's a little bit of thing you would never imagine but she has this larger than life bigger than life personality uh, when we went to the 50th anniversary in san diego a few of the original founders were there. And I tell you, it was like being in the presence of royalty. And um, even with their age, I mean, the mind was still sharp. It was still clear. The vigor was still there. And what an inspiration, you know, to see these people who braved the challenge and took it on to form what we now have as, as our own organization. Some of my reflections are 55 years ago since the start of the National Association of Black Social Workers, many of the same social ills that plagued our country 55 years ago continue to plague us today. Our fight continues. The struggle remains. We've got our work cut out for us. We've made gains in the area of some educational advancements, entrepreneurship. we shattered a few glass ceilings and even reached the pentacle of the American dream, electing Barack Hussein Obama as the first African-American president. But the Jim Crow of yesteryear, the George Wallaces, the Strong Thurmans, and the Bull Connors have spawned a new generation of disciples of hate, white supremacy, and bigotry, whose sole mission is to set us back to a time of 55 plus years ago. We've got to remain vigilant, focused, and we should never ever remain comfortable. We have to keep getting into good trouble. We have to keep stirring the pot. Just as our NABSW founders remain committed to ensuring that our people are empowered, validated, and understand their African heritage and values. Our goals remain pretty much the same in 2023 as they did 55 years ago. It is important to note that the mission of the organization in 1968 is the one we must continue to carry out. That mission is to create and maintain an organization for black social welfare professionals to explore and most effective ways to prepare themselves to work as advocates for social justice and members of our black community. I stand. All right, all
8: right.
7: Amen.
1: Anyone else want to share a reflection? Thank you for that, uh, our dear chapter elder Dolores. Anyone else want to share a reflection? Everybody was shaking their head like, I didn't hear none of this in my social work education. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into that for a couple of minutes. What do you think? Why? Uh, Someone can come off mute if you'd like. Who wants to react? Um,
9: This is Vanessa speaking. Um, you know we have to, I guess we really have to realize that there's so many things about black history that are just not taught in you know mainstream society. And it's up to us, you know, to just, you know, put you know put the knowledge out there, educate the younger generation because I'm gonna be honest, It wasn't until we had this planning meeting that I knew about this, and I'm actually kind of shocked that I think that this is a pivotal moment in social work history, and it should be part of, you know, the Social Work History 101 class. It really should. So I think, you know, we, we have to just make sure that, you know, we teach our, you know, our young social workers of color about their history, the importance, the importance that we have played in the history of social work. Because many times you hear about, you know, Jane Adams, but you don't hear about, you know, the Black, the Black pioneers. So, you know, this is a good forum to bring these, you know, extraordinary people to the limelight and make everybody aware of them.
1: And that's our charge tonight. That is what we're gonna do because in a moment we're gonna present a few social work pioneers. And we're also gonna present uh some some resources, some books, some things that we may have heard about through our social work education or not, or heard about through NABSW and other organizations that really highlight the work of Black scholars in social work and social welfare. So that's why we're here. That's what we're doing tonight. Anyone else wanna give a reaction?
0: Yeah, uh, I just want to say that to show you how deeply ingrained and entrenched um, this uh, practice of you know subverting our history. In social work, when I went to school, I didn't even hear about Whitney Young and Dorothy Height. And they're modern day social work heroes. So that's they're just, just, they're just an idea of you know how much our history was tried to be swept under the rug so Thank it is you. up to us to kind of keep that in the forefront going all the way back to the from the pioneers to the present day social workers and i want to call out the name of a social worker that's no longer here very quickly his name is the late dalton murchison and he was my social worker so you know, Shay
1: lived him as an ancestor. So we're having some Sankofa moments, right? We're taking a moment to look back get our history, bring it forward. You know, the phrase that if you don't know your history, you're destined to repeat it. Well, Mm -hmm. Sankofa is the spirit of going back and fetching it. So we going back and fetching some of our history tonight. And I'm so glad that we're intergenerational as we're on this screen tonight and certainly in our chapter. uh, We have some members who are newly graduates of uh, MSW programs or more seasoned saints. uh, Saints, sorry. That's like I was in the church. My bad. It's Tuesday, right? Not Sunday. More
10: seasoned social workers. Um, So I heard you say, yeah, Janine, did you want to say something? Yeah, I had a a point to uh, what Vanessa said earlier. um, And also Silas. So I graduated in 2017 from Malloy, now Malloy University. Um, And this is the first time that I'm hearing about this as well. And you would think that an organization that is really um, all about inclusion and diversity and, you know, lifting, you know, marginalized populations up, that something as big as 400 people walking out of the meeting because they don't feel acknowledged would mention that address that because that sounds like a big moment in history so for them to not include that in the education or even in uh practice 101 as was mentioned is shocking a little embarrassing um to me because it just seemed like such a big moment in history for a marginalized group and if that's what you know social work and social service social welfare is all about it only makes sense to talk about it
1: yeah so we have to lift every voice right and and think about we're having this experience with the association of black social workers there are other groups who have similar stories and we want to make sure that all stories are lifted so thank you everyone for that so now we're going to move into our pioneers okay we're all good to move on So we're going to continue this process. Uh, One of the great things that NABSW did is they created some video clips, short video clips that lift the ideas and present social work pioneers um, throughout the history. So this event, we're talking about impacting communities for over 100 years because many of these pioneers did their work in the early 1900s, right, and came to um, uh, their Professional identities in the early 1900s. So, again, stand for a moment, we're going back and fetching it. All right, so give me a moment, and I'm now going to introduce Silas Kelly. We heard from him, but we're going to hear from him again, and he's going to introduce our first pioneer. Silas, let me know when you're ready, and I'll cue it. You ready?
0: Yep. (laughs) So, I I, I am honored to be able to present. Um, ancestor E. Franklin Frazier And he started out as a sociologist His, his undergrad degree was in sociology uh, He has connections He was at Howard University uh, When he went to study social work He studied at the New York School of Social Work I believe, not sure, but I believe that then became NYU But back then it was called the New York School of Social Work And then he was also the director of social work At Atlanta University But um, before, and when he got his doctorate, he got his doctorate and he did his dissertation in the Negro family way back then and talked about the importance of us as a unit and how we needed to be strong and society needed to recognize that some of the things that they were doing was disrupting the family. So uh, the late Dr. E.
11: Franklin Frazier. The National Association of Black Social Workers presents Black Social Work Pioneers. E. Franklin Frazier, 1894 to 1962. E. Franklin Frazier wrote The Negro Family in the United States in 1939. He also wrote The Black Bourgeois in 1955. He was the director of the Atlanta School of Social Work. He also was the director of the Howard University School of Social Work.
1: And um, response is coming
10: from Janine. Yes. So, again, this information was new to me as well as we planned and put together um, this event. So I know that we're going to talk about uh, literature later, but for Eve Frazier to be um, a part of the educational institution, you know, being a director of social work and then publication of his pieces, nothing was mentioned. (laughs) And I've been through... Nassau Community College um, Human Service Program, Malloy's Program for Social Work, Fordham's Program for Social Work—nothing. So it was interesting to hear, um, especially having held positions like Director of Social Work um, in an institution. Those, you know, titles, even in going to school myself. It's rare for me to have seen um, anyone, you know, a black person in those positions. Um, So it was empowering to see, um, even though it happened, you know, a bit uh, time ago, but I felt proud. I felt inspired again. I'm like, okay, this is what we do this is out here um i mentioned before you know the slogan that came out um due to some sports if you see her you could be her and i felt inspired i don't know that i'm gonna write a book but i know that there are things that i can do um you know through watching these pioneer clips and hearing about the impact they've made on society
0: black society Okay, thank you for that wonderful response. And at this time, it's my pleasure to introduce our next presenter, Ms. Tanya Thomas.
2: Thank you, good evening. So, Ophelia Settle Egypt was a pioneer in family planning among economically disadvantaged African-Americans. She also made significant contributions in the areas of historical social research and social work education. One of many accomplishments that I found particularly interesting and inspiring about Ophelia Egypt is that while serving as the research assistant in the social service department at Fisk University in 1929, she met with nearly 100 African-American elderly men and women who were enslaved as children and she interviewed them on the conditions of slavery. These interviews resulted in the publishing of the Unwritten History of Slavery, Audiobiographical accounts of Negro ex-slaves. Learning about the life of Ophelia, Egypt, has reminded me of the many ways social workers live out their mission-driven lives. To learn more about this life, student, Researcher, author, educator, and pioneer, here's a brief piece about the late and great Ophelia Settle, Settle Egypt.
11: The National Association of Black Social Workers presents Black Social Work Pioneers. Ophelia Settle Egypt, 1903 to 1984. Ophelia Egypt was the director of the Medical Social Work Program of Flint Goodrich Hospital in New Orleans, Louisiana. She helped to develop the program of studies for the Howard University School of Social Work. She was also the executive director of the Ionia Whipper House one of the homes for unwed African-American teenage mothers. She pioneered work in Planned Parenthood in Washington, D.C. In 1981, the Parkland's Planned Parenthood Clinic was renamed the Ophelia Egypt Clinic.
12: Hello. So I was very moved to learn about Ophelia, Ophelia Settled Egypt and just thinking about How she laid the ground for us documenting our history and the importance of oral documentation, right? So, and the importance of research and doing our own research and documenting it. Because oftentimes, and just thinking about things recently, how the narrative of our history is trying to be altered and not be taught. But the importance of documentation, doing our research in order to inform not just like our generation but future generations. So we do have the ability to teach our children and their children about social injustices and even the impact of slavery that has happened on throughout the history and currently different forms of slavery, right? So how are we being enslaved by not even learning about social justice that took place within our community as social workers. So, even within our own field of work, there's still that form of systematic racism by us not even learning about these historical parts that are so very intricate to the world of social work and the helping profession.
7: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Tanya?
1: So you want to kick it over to
2: the next person? Yes. Um, the next person that we will have talk is... Um, I actually... That's
1: okay, you want me to help you out? Yes, please, please. Hey. Okay. So no problem. So thanks for that event. We're now going to uh, Vanessa Barrow, who's going to present a name that shouldn't be unfamiliar in Black history. But when we often think of her, we want to make sure we're lifting her commitment to social justice and her own activism. Vanessa?
9: Um, yes. Good evening, everyone. So the um, the next short clip we'll be watching is about um, Madam C.J. Walker. And it just goes to show that you don't have to be a social worker to be a social work pioneer. I mean, Miss Walker was a philanthropist, a social activist um, with ties, involvement with the NAACP. She was the first um, Black woman millionaire um, in the United States. So just, you know, she's someone that we just need to lift up, learn about, and just see that she was just more than someone that... Um, founded a hair care product company. So basically, the next clip we're going to see is about Miss Madam C.J. Walker.
11: (laughs) Entrepreneur, philanthropist, and political social activist first black female self-made millionaire in America, the world's most successful female entrepreneur of her time and one of the most successful African-Americans, made her fortune developing and marketing a line of beauty and hair products for black women, made financial donations to numerous organizations and became a patron of the arts. In 1993, inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame in Seneca, New York.
1: And with a
13: response to that, Sister Lavona. Hi, everyone. So Madam C.J. Walker, as was previously stated, most of us know her for her success in hair care. Um, And at that time, over 100 years ago, she was the first female multimillionaire. And to be a millionaire so long ago must have um, come from a lot of hard work. Um, But in addition to her uh, being so successful in her business, she did give a lot of um, her funds to um, the various advancements of our people back in those days. She donated money to institutions, to orphanages. Um, She was very involved, um, as was stated, with the NAACP, with the National Association for colored women, she, um, you know, built her business out of her own uh, ailments and her own skin disorders that you know back in those days at that time there was a lack of running water there's a lack of electricity and things like that so she suffered from a lot of disorders and she had to take matters into her own hands and she paved the way for a lot of us i know within our um, social work community a lot of us are entrepreneurs and we have our own businesses and our own practices and things like that and she was one of the mothers of um being a, a woman who can stand up and do what needs to be done in order to be successful. So um, we pay homage to Madam C.J. Walker today, um, and we just want to remember her as one of the pioneers, one of the social activists, um, a, a big part of social justice, and we continue to walk in her footsteps.
9: Awesome. Um, thank you, Lavana. and now uh, to introduce the next speaker, we have Ms Pauline Rose. Good evening everyone,
6: and good evening, Facebook, All our listeners. I am pleased to present and introduce our next pioneer. We hear a lot about act history, history makers, but not always knowing the depth of their influence. So in this Social Work Month, sorry, take that back. As we're heading to Social Work Month, but in this Back History Month, and in our quest today to introduce the pioneers in social work, I'll say you may have heard of George Edmund Haynes, but perhaps not for his diverse work in social work and social welfare. Edmund Haynes, social work pioneer. I personally should know about Edmund Haynes, because I graduated from the university where he obtained a doctorate as the first Black person to obtain a doctorate from that university. But again, we we'll call the institution out. Columbia University. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, known as the New York School of Philanthropy when he obtained that doctorate. So I'll say that his significance in social work and social welfare, its has not been greatly or perhaps not even at all acknowledged. I can't say that I recall learning of the totality of his influence in social work while I was studying that university. But more important, when I hear about his activism, his lifelong work in empowering and improving conditions of Black people, his work on migration, migration and Black people, and of course, the Urban League. You may have heard about him through the Urban League, but perhaps not thinking about social work. So all of this is a part of Black history that we should know. And so I present to you a synopsis of George Edmund Haynes, our social
11: work pioneer. The National Association of Black Social Workers presents Black Social Work Pioneers. Dr. George Edmund Haynes, 1880 to 1960 dr Haynes was born in pine bluff arkansas he moved to new york city with his mother and sister as a part of the great migration he was a graduate of fisk university and also a graduate of new york school of philanthropy which was a forerunner of columbia university school of social work he was a member of alpha Phi alpha fraternity incorporated he founded the national urban league along with Ruth Standish Baldwin. And during the Woodrow Wilson administration, he was appointed as Director of Negro Economics under the Department of Labor. Okay, and our
1: response coming from Mr.
8: Edith August. Um, Thank you. Um, I I received my social work degree in 2009 but did not find out about the work of the uh black social work pioneers such as dr haynes until early 2000 by attending a national social work conference needless to say i was in awe of the work of these great pioneers such as dr haynes and in learning about dr haynes early early attributes I discovered he was instrumental in the development and empowerment of the Urban League, established in 1910. And to my surprise, I learned he was influential in supporting and empowering of the movement of the Black folk who were part of the great Black migration from the South, who were seeking economic opportunities by migrating to northern urban areas. My own forefathers and foremothers were part of this great migration, highlighting the important role of how Dr. Haynes played in the migration of my own ancestral journey. As stated earlier, I received my uh, master's in social worker degree in 2009, but even then, pioneers that Harb the way for so many people like Dr. Hayes were not talked about in any of my social work classes or inclusive of any of the university syllables. Self evidence that the critical race theory is real. And our, and our current Critical and dangerous environment where books are banned and burned and the critical race theory is being dismissed, we as social workers are tasked with the continued education of our Black heroes and pioneers, remaining steadfast in the advocacy of our Black history heroes and and pioneers, being inclusive in American history on all educational levels. Pioneers like Dr. Haynes show us that courage can be contagious and hope can take on life of its own. Thank you.
1: Well, all right. So we have spent, yeah, clap it up for all of the pioneers, all of the members who presented them and responded. We spent about not quite 40 minutes, well, maybe uh, our time so far, reflecting on history and promoting people, lifting names of our ancestors and our pioneers in social work and social welfare. So how's this sitting with you all as you just sit here before we move into part two? Let's take a moment to pause. And if you want to come off mute, Martine, I'll start with you. have about five minutes where we could do this reflection and then we'll
4: move on to part two. I mean, I think that as we introduce all the pioneers, I feel like NABSW is continuing to do the work of the pioneers by educating us, by showing fellowship, by going out in the communities and donating things and supporting the communities. So I, I feel blessed that Dolores recruited me um, just at a regular conference. We sat at the same table and she kind of passed a number and said, I think you should join the NABSW. And I didn't know anything about it. So I think that it's been a blessing because the work of all the pioneers boils down to this organization having provided me with the fellowship, education, support, that I needed after my social work education and not learning about any of these people in my own um, social work studies. So I feel blessed and, and, and grateful. And I hope that all the new social workers that are joining and everyone else who's listening Understands how important it is to provide support and fellowship, even to seasoned workers that have been in the field for many years. Mm-hmm. So, thank yeah. you. you we see that, Dr. Zoe. I want to say, hey, good night, hey, Facebook live.
5: I want to say it's important because imagine sitting in a class and you're like the only black person. This information would have helped so much because you feel isolated in a profession where, at my time, people didn't look like me. It was probably two people in the class. I went to Adelphi University. There were not many of us on the campus. So if we would have had this information, we would have felt more empowered. We would have felt the struggle would not have been as real as it was because... When you're a Black person in this class and you're learning all this information and you're not really doing well, you're thinking like, maybe it's not for me. Maybe, you know, I, I don't, Black people don't belong in this profession, not knowing that we are the pioneers of the profession. So mm-hmm. I think this would have been important then. And even now when I, I'm a guest lecturer in classes, I don't see Black students. You, you mm-hmm. mostly see white students. And it's important that this information gets out.
4: Mm -hmm. to everyone oh wait last thing I was thinking about the
5: Madam CJ Walker movie right and I'm going back over and over and I'm saying like why did they highlight this in the movie because I was I was watching the movie and I didn't see that you know they didn't give all this information about her social worker background and I think that would have been important to add right
1: yeah for sure for sure yeah philanthropy activism there was one scene where she was uh going to um what was it booker t washington there was one scene with her in booker t washington but it was more about that her getting support topic. for yeah, her business yeah yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah then the activism piece right so even when we tell our stories sometimes we have to look and see how the narratives are crafted so very very good point all right anybody else got a couple more minutes
5: for you before we shift <laughs> just um, jumping on I, Yeah, go ahead, Amanda, and then we'll come back to Vanessa. What Dr. Z said, I, I, it's like a sense of belonging. Like, it, it's empowering. The more that I listen and watch I'm, I'm, and watch, I'm like, yes, like this feels really good. And imagine what that would have been like, you know, having that in school. Like, I accidentally found out about this association. I had no idea these folks were doing these things. And I don't think people realize the impact that it has on you when you are the other. Right? Yeah. And sometimes as the other, you don't even realize how much you, feel like you don't fit in and you don't belong right and it's just not a a very like comforting feeling and it helps us to just show up so much better and be so much more sure in ourselves when we could see ourselves reflected in the work so it's just great to know that we are out there and we've been out there and we're just making things happen
10: yes
1: all right,
0: finger snaps for that out there. Been out there making things happen. <laughs> and, and real quick, on, on that note, um, yes, I think it's you know really important that you know we start to make sure that we're always elevating those that are still with us up into that pioneer mm. status before they become deceased and telling their stories and having them to tell their stories, especially the black social work pioneers who are still with us, who are doing really positive things. Um, and I just want to mention, and maybe some of you know her, maybe some of you do not. I only learned of her recently. Very strong, powerful uh, advocacy pioneer, uh, Ms. Evelyn Williams and uh, she's been really big in uh, NASW um, teaching the young people of of all uh, genres and youth how to advocate Um, and I just got got word that she's um, decided that she's Retiring after many years, and there's a uh, electronic postcard that you know NESW has uh, if people. If you know her, um, she's been strong in the in the fight in the movement for a lot of years, and she's decided to. She's done her part. She's given the advocacy mantle to other young folks, and she's now stepping aside. So somebody like that, um, obviously. You know one day we'll look back and say evelyn williams was a pioneer well let's elevate her now before she crosses over
1: All right, yeah. Giving honor where honor is due, right? And just kind of recognizing that. But I think one of the things that we say for our chapter, um, and I would imagine this is the case for other chapters of the National Association of Black Social Workers, is that we affirm one another when we come together. Martine talked about the support, the fellowship, the connection. I think at our January meeting, um, one of the uh, newer persons who were with us maybe for just the second time said, she needs to be in community with other Black social workers it just felt good, you know? And so she wanted to have that experience. And for that uh reason, you know, is going to be uh joining with us. She volunteered with us in December for our uh, donation drive, uh, packing up our materials. And then she was at our January meeting. And so now she's like, yeah, I want to soak more of this up. I want to come in. I want to be involved and connected. And that's important that that's the added bonus. or so maybe that's really the, one of the core purposes for how we come together as a chapter, because many of us are one a few or the only and that can be an alienating feeling in places of work as well as education and it's important for us to connect you know when you kind of have that moment you see somebody across the room now true all skin folk ain't kinfo, but that's a whole nother line we could do that one next year let's do that next year y'all put it on
8: the yeah. books sounds but- good
1: <laughs> Sometimes you just you know see someone, and I've, I've done it myself. I'm like, oh, there go somebody else, and I would go sit next to them, on them in a meeting, just because you're there, and you want to have a connection, right? So it's important for us to recognize what that is, name it for the truth that it is, and you know work within it. But I'm so glad that we're lifting history and 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 the current way of thinking about um, pioneers and our history and our presence in our beloved profession, because I believe we all love our profession. Right. And when you love someone, something, an entity, you want to challenge it to do better, you want to see it do better. So I think collectively we can continue this conversation on how we can encourage our profession to do better and to really promote. Now, the Council on Social Work Education is is telling our programs that we have to look not just at DEI, but also anti-racism. Well, come on, social work profession. We got some reckoning to do. We got to go back and fetch it. Right. We got to be able to look at this history and move it forward. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So we just
7: wanted to... Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Dolores. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to make a a shameless plug um, at this particular moment to uh, encourage all of you, if you're able for next year, to please, please, please attend the National Conference. As good as this is, it's like going to heaven, y'all. That's the best way I can describe it. Because you are in the company for like four days with about 500, 600 of us. And we just love on each other. We fellowship with each other. I mean, people that you may have never met in your life become part of your family. Next year, the year after you look for them, you establish ties and communication with Mm -hmm. people that can last and that can go on. There are people that I met I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And we've been communicating back and forth. And we're looking forward to seeing each other and being with each other. I call it like one of the biggest family reunions that could possibly happen. So I just strongly recommend, if you have an opportunity, I don't know where it's going to be next year. It's going to be in Chicago this year. Treat yourself. Give it as a gift to yourself. It's something you you just... I, I'm speechless. You <laughs> know, it's, it's incredible. It really, really is. It yes. Is. And
1: it's still it's time to register. Um, yes. And uh, You have to register by March 3rd to pay the member rate for all of the members that are out there that are interested. If you want to make, we found some good flight prices. And yes, we so we yes, were pretty excited we about that. Yes, we did. Yes, so, we did. you know, that is going to be April 5th through the 8th in Chicago, Illinois.
7: Yes. And now, there oh, are some of the original founders Thank God, a few of them are left and they yeah. attend. And like I said, it's like being in, in the presence of royalty, you get to sit at the founders feet and you yes. really get to hear firsthand from them a lot of the things that they actually went through in person. So you know, along with other, I don't know, uh, uh, Hannah Nicole Jones uh, is the keynote of this year. So I mean, how exciting is that?
3: Mm -hmm. Um,
7: You know, and you get an opportunity to meet uh, uh, key people within our community who are um, at the top of their game in the social work profession. And they're very willing to give and to share and to shower on us. And that alone, I mean, is work. you know, it's like after five days, you come back, you're floating on a cloud. I mean, it's. I don't know the best way to explain it. It's the best rejuvenation I think that you could get. Just being in the presence of your folk and them loving on you and you, you know, receiving all of that. It's powerful.
6: Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: Pauline, you wanted to make a quick comment? Yes,
6: I wanted to make a quick comment. Uh second what Dolores just said, but I always also wanted to um, to say that it's up on us to take the responsibility to pass this information on um it's not, perhaps it's in the books but the way that things are going and books are being removed from schools libraries colleges and all of that um Many of our upcoming social workers or just, you know, life people in general may not have the opportunity to get this kind of information. So I think we should take it on ourselves, always pass it on, whether we pass it on to an organization like this, to our teachings, or wherever we are, even to some of our clients. And I think that's probably one of the values from what we're doing here this afternoon. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it.
1: Thank you. So I'm going to move us very quickly since we're talking about books and history, um, just to kind of lift a few books. So this book and we're going to put this in the um, chat. We have uh, not the chat, the uh, comments. We do have links that will show on the screen as well. But this book is Righteous Self-Determination. The Black Social Work Movement in America by Dr. Patricia Reed Merritt. She is a member of NABSW. She is a faculty member or she might be retired now, um, but she's in social work education. That's been part of her history. But this is a whole book, y'all, you know, that really speaks to it. I think I had her sign it because I got it at an NABSW conference. And it's just really important to know that our history is documented. And even though on On NABSW's website, there's a brief statement about the history. This goes into such great detail and so it's important for us to know that our scholars have been writing and are writing and will continue to write and our history is being documented. So that's one resource. And another sister who we often see at the conferences is Dr. Iris Carlton-Lenay. And
4: yeah. this
1: is her book. This is produced by NABS, I'm sorry, NASW Press, African-American Leadership, and Empowerment Tradition in Social Welfare History. So a lot of the pioneers who we talked about today, again, a whole book, y'all. All right. A lot of the <laughs> pioneers who we talked about this evening are listed here. And this is just a foundational book in terms of the history of how we approach leadership in an empowerment tradition in our profession. So that's another one. We're going to get that in the chat. Um, I was uh, blessed to um, be an outside reviewer for a brother at Lehman college dr brian ward when he was up for promotion to full professor and had to review all of his materials and i knew him from the new york state social work education association good brother you know solid and you know talked about a few different things he presented workshops but i know that the brother wrote textbooks and i don't have his actual textbook it was um i thought it was at the college where i work but it was in somebody's home office um But he wrote Social Inequality, a historical analysis of social policies, U.S. social policy. So we're going to have that as a resource. But he also wrote We the People. This one I did have in the office. And this is Social Protest Movements and the Shaping of American Democracy. Dr. Brian Ward, scholar brother from Lehman in the book of Bronx. And there's so many other books, the new uh, NASW executive director on the national level, Dr. Anthony Astrich, also a member of NABSW. There's an edited book for him and Dr. Rhonda wells Wilborn. These are some of our champions also in NABSW. And this is Trauma and Mental Health, Social Work with Urban Populations. So there's a lot of good information out there, but sometimes you gotta seek so that you can find it. Right. Right. If you're not at an HBCU or if you don't have a professor that has some of these experiences that makes it their personal platform to share this in the classroom with all students, you may not know it. And so we're looking at evidence-based practices. Well, who's the evidence-based on? You know, sometimes it's not based on people right. who look like us, but when we're writing and we're doing some of this work and we can lift the scholarship. And one of the things that I appreciate where we can learn about this is NABSW's African um, uh, Centered Social Work Academy. It's going through a transition and just recently renamed it in honor of President Emeritus um, Leonard Dunstan. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so there's a full new name and I don't want to um, misstate it, but it's an opportunity for us to come to together in community and learn and practice in a way that affirms us. So we want to recognize that literature has historically been with us, social work literature. It's in this contemporary way of being with us, and even our own chapter members are involved as authors. So we wanted to lift a few works uh, where our chapter members are either featured or they are the authors of this work. First up is Sisterhooded, and this is a book about the journey of Black women doctorates, Dr. Zodelia Williams is a featured author in this book. And this is edited by, presented by Dr. Julie Cloxton, a sister social worker, and it has social work doctoral earners, doctoral learners and earners, um, as well as education. And I was uh, blessed that Dr. Zoe reached out to me and recommended me to write the forward for the book. So yours truly is even represented by writing the forward to this powerful anthology. All right, Uh, stories of strength and resilience on the doctoral journey.
4: Look. That's enough said. Right? I can attach yeah. to it. It's a great book. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So thank you. And our own Reverend Dr. Jackie Lynch, newly earned doctorate, wrote a book on affirming messages for children. Mm-hmm. So we know that we are continuing the legacy even with members of this chapter. And Dr. Bahia Baskerville wrote mm-hmm. a, te- a book on uh, DEI and inclusivity yes. in the workplace and with organizations. So we're lifting up great work that's happening. Happening. So yes, we're loving on our that was the purpose of what we're doing here tonight and we just want to take a minute before we close out and if everyone is so moved if you just want to share a word a phrase a takeaway from this time together that you want to leave your stamp on what we did here on facebook live um, and in other platforms that we will share and then before we officially close out i'll put one slide up that shows those resources if you're watching and you want to screenshot it you can screenshot it um, if we can get comments in i think we're putting comments um, in the Facebook live stream so that you'll see the links for some of these books and we'll also put our contact information if you want more information on some of these resources feel free to reach out to us at Nassau Suffolk ABSW at nabsw.org you can email us on our corporate email and we will respond appropriately alright so uh, let's start one word takeaway or one phrase takeaway we good for that because I'm going to hit all of y'all alright okay. Uh, I'm going to start with you Gladys I'll oh, come off mute, please. Gladys. You're mute. She's steadily talking,
7: Gladys. <laughs> hey, come off
1: mute. She's so Did she hear me? You're mute. Oh, there you go. I'm
6: sorry, I was trying. Um <laughs> resilience. The struggle is real. <laughs> we have to keep keep fighting for our um you know, state of, of, of educational affairs.
1: Excellent. Brother Theron, good to see you tonight. You want to give us your one-word takeaway or phrase? You good?
0: Oh. One word.
1: Or phrase. You Do what? it in your own way. We'll give you a little time. We don't have that many brothers in the organization. We can give you a
0: minute. No, <laughs> no I'm just really infuriated um, and then disappointed. In, in our profession, that we're not represented, and even more so more so of myself that I went through you know, years of school that didn't really look for us and never really questioned where we were. And so I'm mortified and, and I'm really humble right now, So thank you. All right. All right. Well
8: we're gonna give grace to
1: ourselves for whatever process we were in at whatever point but we know what we know now we're moving forward and we carry it forward so i appreciate your comment i understand i understand uh uh, kat good to see you kathy you're still talking about your. oh you're trying to get off mute all right now you know i'm coming to y'all so get ready to unmute okay all right she's we can't hear you yet there you go Oh.
9: okay we're gonna
5: um sh- there you go oh, no sorry <laughs> sorry my stuff my is slow so something i can take away from this is that the keep fighting keep pushing um and that we you know once we work together we can make great things happen and to like honor the people that we are have now like you know come to find out um uh Mr. Kelly, right? Like I when he was talking about Evelyn Williams, that was my professor. There
7: and all go. of
8: it. I like Evelyn Williams. I know it's so yeah, sure yeah,
4: that yeah, yeah.
8: great things that I'm pretty sure it's the same Evelyn Williams that
4: yes, I like, yeah. ah! you and
5: that's the same Bye, Evelyn Williams. So you know um, we are doing we're moving and we're shaking and to honor that our greats while we still have them so it's
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Reverend Jackie.
4: I'm impressed and I'm encouraged. Awesome. Amanda.
5: Still empowered. Makes me just want to keep going.
1: Love it. Raven? Uh, I don't know if Raven stepped away. Yeah, there you go.
10: I'm here. No i will definitely say this was definitely comforting um especially in all that's going on especially with work this was definitely a comforting experience and i'm just happy to be
13: here awesome lavona it makes me proud it makes me very proud to see how we are represented and even though um there's a lot of things that maybe the the, the public may not know where we may not be represented uh, in the best way or represented in ways that um, we know, other ways that we know we could be. It makes me proud to know that amongst us social workers, past and present, that we have accomplished so much and we have paved the way for so many things, whether they've been publicized or not. Excellent. Thank you for that.
1: And Tanya.
2: I feel um, uplifted and inspired, um, particularly to um, continue to recognize um, additional pioneers. Just um, now I'm a little bit more mindful of uh, the fact that there's information out there, which indicates that there's so many people, so many black people, African-Americans who've made a real difference in this space. So I feel, I feel uplifted and inspired.
5: Awesome. Thanks. Dr. Zoe? I'm enthusiastic about continuing the work. Like I'm just excited about the work that I'm doing and we are doing as a collective and just continue to be, be out there as a social worker and representing who we are and what we stand for. I
10: was going to say, cause you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, go ahead, Janine. You can take the next one since you're off mute. <laughs> um, I would say inspired as well, and just a sense of community to you know talk about this with everyone and hear that we have all had the same experiences, um, even you know with the different generations, from you know the older um, members to recently graduated members, our experience um, in academics. Not being privy to this information, so inspiration and community. I feel like I belong. Awesome, um, Edith.
8: Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, um, my uh, hope and advocacy continue to continue to keep hope alive and continue to advocate, especially in our current um, toxic environment. We need to um, advocate now more than ever. We need to continue
12: the work of our pioneers. Hope, keep hope alive. Uh All right. Um, Yvette. It makes me think about like just inquiry and the importance of question and asking about our own diversity and equity and inclusion and seeking that information when we don't see our representation or things that we know we are a part of and should be represented. All right,
1: thank you, thank you. Uh, Vanessa, i trying to think that I get everybody? Now I have to Pauline. Vanessa, did you come off mute already? Is she frozen?
9: I feel like, you know, everyone is, you know, wanted to say, um, but basically um, a sense of advocacy and empowerment. I feel like, you know, the two of them, they go, they go hand in hand. Once you empower yourself, you can advocate for yourself. So that's, you know, my takeaway.
1: Excellent. And Carol, good to meet you. I know we traded emails back and forth. Uh, if you have a moment and you want to come off mute and share
12: a takeaway from this, feel free. Carol, my name, this is Yvette, Carol used to be my manager at, when I worked at, uh, oh yeah, I think Carol's a former member, she's coming back, so yeah. So at work, I used to call her um, Mrs. Malcolm X, because she would be in there just advocating, Carol, you need to come off mute.
1: (laughs) All right, that was a call out. I don't know if she may have stepped away. Okay, but we'll see. If you want to put something in the chat, Carol, we'll be able to see it. But- oh yes! Hi, yeah, i no. to- hi, hi,
3: hi everybody! I'm trying to get off mute. Hi, Yvette <laughs> Uh, I guess everybody said everything. It kind of just giving me
1: hope. Okay, excellent. I, I mean, after a while, I just got
5: discouraged. After I listen to everybody, I just got, like, you all giving me some hope. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Pauline.
6: I feel powerful because I know there is power in the Association of Black Social Workers. And I feel from 1968 going forward that we can use our power in many different ways.
1: And uh, let's see, Silas, did I
0: get you? Yeah, not yet, but yeah, uh, I just want to say this, this was really exhilarating and inspiring. And I want to just leave a takeaway that since we were talking about books and publications, I'm going to say to all, all of my sisters and brothers, especially those of you who are educators and who are in the educational arena, please, please look into the Urban Social Work Journal. It's made for and published by uh, a series of uh, public editors, and it specifically deals with the issues like Dr. E. Franklin Frazier um, of the Black community. So The Urban Social Work Journal. Um, I, I did a, I did a podcast. Um, I, I know. I, I know the new head of the editorial team um, and. You know, she, she and others are really pushing that the the publication won an award about three years ago about one of the new the best new uh, educational research journals. Um And after I did a little push, Adelphi University I didn't know it, but I found out later. Adelphi University picked it up and included it. So if you don't have it in your university or if you'd like to get it into your university, I would certainly be happy to put you in touch. But it's the urban social work journal and that's a big part of our journey to keep telling our story yes awesome
1: awesome and uh let's see if i missed anybody did i get everyone oh martine yes sorry um
4: i feel blessed to have been a recipient of this information i feel blessed to be around all of you i feel like you are pioneers and i feel hopeful that the next generation of social workers will know more than we did when we were coming up in school. So blessed and hopeful.
7: And Dolores, did I get you, Dolores? No, not yet. Um, I am grateful for this organization. We've been around 36 plus years, but I think within the last 10 years, we've seen significant growth and impact. Uh, I would say to the younger ones among you, uh, 55 years ago, we have to follow in the footsteps of what they did. A lot of what they encountered, we're still living through it. Um, We've got to remain vigilant. We've got to remain focused. We can't get too comfortable. Uh, We have to continue to make good trouble and we have to continue to stir the pot because that's what we do. That's who we are. The blessing, I think, for all of us is that we have each other. Um, we're here for each other. We're here to support each other. Um, I, you know, I appreciate um, Lisa and Pauline uh, keeping this organization alive for us, for letting us have a safe place uh, to be professionals, to be ourselves, uh, and to have that safe space that we can just be who we are.
1: So, Absolutely. And one book that I didn't lift, but we did put it in the um, comments, Find a Way or Make One by Dr. Al carton which gives the history of the Clark Atlanta School of Social Work, renamed the Whitney M. Young School of Social Work. So we want to make sure that people know that that history is there as well. And the comment is in the chat. So thank you. My word is excited. I will just say that as we close this out, I am excited. Uh, I was teasing the chapter members. I was a little tired when we started this but I got such energy from what we were doing. And so I'm thankful, I'm excited and we're going to continue this work. We're going to educate ourselves. We're going to educate others. We're going to be that affirmation station for black social workers in our chapter and nationally. And we just want to shout out, I'm sure at one point um, our president of NABSW will view this. She was going to try to view it. I think she had another meeting, Melissa Smith-Haley, who is our proud leader of the National Association of Black social workers and so shout out to all NABSW members who may be watching uh continue to tell these stories amongst your own chapters and within your own communities and we're going to continue to go out and love on our profession and be impactful and continue to impact black communities from this moment forward and going forward so thank you everybody so you can email us um at either um account here and that is our phone number you can send a text message to that number or leave a voicemail message if you don't get us directly. And then here are the links. So I'm just put it up for a moment so you can grab it. The links should be in the comments and Facebook. But also we have links even for the books connected to our chapter authors that are listed here. So I'm just going to give a silent pause for a moment. While people take a screen grab if that's what you need to do. So you can see these links, get this information and have it in case it doesn't all come through in the comments the way we need it to. So with that, we're going to say good night. We're going to close out this live. Y'all see us next February. We're going to come back with something. Maybe, I don't know. We're going to come up with a good one. And we're going to have a conversation (laughs) amongst the members of the National Suffolk Association of Black Social Workers and stream it live.
0: This is Silas, your e-journalism social work advocate and host of the show. You've been listening to the Kelson on the Air social work podcast. This and all other programs are available on the Apple iTunes, Spotify and Anchor podcast platforms. Go to any search engine and type in Kelson on the Air in the search window to hear this show in its entirety. Thank you for tuning in. This has been a Kelson Communications production.